Welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. I'm Father Chad Jarnigan. And we are celebrating the Feast of Christ the King. The final Sunday of the liturgical calendar. Welcome back. The scriptures for Christ the King Sunday are the same every year. And each time we look at this portion of John, we are presented with the greatest of perspectives. John 18, 33 through 37. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. This is the gospel of our Lord. If you have ever received therapy or counseling more than a couple of sessions, you understand the concept and the importance of expectations, managing them, and crafting a bit of an accessible reality. Each of us create expectations for our lives and for one another. There's not a single context that is exempt. We create expectations for our families, our marriages, our friendships, our relationships, our working environments, our churches, our communities, our sporting teams. Everything has an expectation. And when it begins to erode or break down, it's because those expectations aren't met. Managing those expectations are difficult to say the least, but it is important. Jesus is handed over to the government, the empire. And while standing on trial with Pilate, he is asked, he's questioned, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus knows he is addressing a question that everyone is implying. With Jesus saying, my kingdom is not from this world. If it were, my followers would be fighting for me. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Meaning, 
they don't have jurisdiction or rights to pass judgment to condemn. But he knows it's coming. His expectations were eternal-minded. The big picture, the inevitability. Christ was managing those expectations well. And we know historically that this was a difficult thing for Christ to process. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. This seems to imply that for those who believe, simply resonate with his way. And it serves us well to calibrate our expectations accordingly. In any teaching of Christ, we see a counter-cultural significance. We see a culture that is going in one direction and Christ shows another way. It's incredibly important for us to realize that in our current context, we have much truth and insight to apply when the world is going a certain direction. Things seem odd when we come against it with a different conviction. It is because we are a part of the way of Christ. And by following the teaching of our rabbi, we will see a tension or a cultural rub within our society. If his kingdom is not of this world, what does it look like to embody another world? It may look like the best possible version of the current one. One where mercy, grace, and acceptance is given when seemingly undeserved. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Cincinnati, one of my favorite cities in the U.S., and biasly so, because I grew up there. I was working with the church for a couple of days, and I was blessed to experience something firsthand that I'll have to mark in my memory for a long while. See, years in Cincinnati, there's been a lot of cultural and generational tensions, even race baiting, friction between Italians, Jewish, German, and other whites and African-American communities. Crippling city judgments would divide areas and neighborhoods with new roads and projects, separating people from schools, family, and work. While walking in the neighborhood with my friends, 
and their family, I was introduced to an next-door neighbor named Clive. Clive said, oh, so I see you've met my niece and her family. We're family. I love these people. And if these people love you, then so do I. Clive is a 70-something-year-old African-American, lived in the neighborhood for years. Clive and his neighbors have a century worth of right to resent faces like me and my friends. But yet, he and his wife embody a different way of living. And it looks a lot like the way of Jesus. So he chooses to love like he believes the gospel is real. This is what living into another world looks like. Making a better version of the current one. It's what we have. It's, it's all we have right now. Legacy is a transcendent encounter through time. Embodying the best possible version of this world beyond our time in it. A kingdom much greater than any empire or system. Regardless of our past prejudice, hurts, or traumas, we have a way forward in the light of the kingdom, not of this world. And it isn't to wait for the extraction of eternity, but to embody the way of Jesus here and now. In closing, Brennan Manning once said, Suffering, failure, loneliness, sorrow, discouragement, and death will be a part of our journey, but the kingdom of God will conquer all these horrors. No evil can resist grace forever. What a wonderful set of expectations. And guidelines. On this Sunday, the peace and reign and rule of Christ is the culmination of the narrative of Scripture we've celebrated all year. Everything points back to the way of Christ and we see a way forward through him for ourselves and our generations to come. If you are in the Franklin or Nashville area, we would love to see you on any Sunday, we meet at 4 p.m. at 408 Church Street in Franklin. 
there's anything you need from us, you can find us at luminousparish.com. May the peace of our Lord be with you.